Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Heinrich's, Heinrich's uh, prepared at a high level to get himself ready to play. I think that room has that culture. You know, you, uh, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, if Chubba not gotten hurt that day, I'm not so sure Chubba wouldn't have gone out there first. And I think Chubba would have done the same thing. And that's not a knock on Heinrich. I just think that room is, you know, Jeff's out there. You know, he's back healthy now. Jeff's out there. He's competing like crazy. Uh, we have three quarterbacks that I, I, I believe we can win with. And... Um, I only say that because I said that. I think Steve asked me that before the first game. I said, I think we have three quarterbacks we can win with. Um, each has their own strengths, and you have to kind of tailor what we're doing to each guy. But, um, yeah, I think Heinrich was ready for his moment, and he's capitalized on it. Um, uh, he has a long way to go. He's, lo- he's leaving a lot of things out there. Um, he's learning how to, you know, the wear and tear of running him as many times as we're doing. You know, that, that can have an effect on you. And um, he's, I think he's, but he's gaining that. He's gaining that knowledge of, hey, here's how I can best take care of myself and prepare each week. And then I think Marcus is doing a good job of finding the throws that he feels comfortable with, right? Um, basically, most teams now are they're rushing three and they're playing man and they're dropping guys off and they're trying to make sure he doesn't leave the pocket and trying to not chip balls down because of his release. And um, so our defense is starting trying to knock the ball down. So he's, he's having to work through that. But he's got takes great ownership. I have a lot of respect for Heinrich. He, he, he had a ball batted down today, and he was like, that's all me. Like, he, he, gets, he gets angry at himself. So I think he'll turn himself into a really good player. Wrapping up hour number one here on Red Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. That's going up Bellinghausen. Nailed it. Um, we are live on AM590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, Twitter, YouTube, all the places you get the podcast as well. Um, that was that Matt Rule clip that we had talked about in the previous uh, in the previous segment about kind of the quarterback competition in that room. And, you know, I've always been one to believe that competition brings out the best in everyone. And if there's certain guys that don't like competition, then maybe those aren't the guys that are going to do much winning for you, you know. Um, and I, I get really – I'm going to die on this hill. I get really frustrated when that same philosophy isn't taken in recruiting as well. Mm-hmm. Because you see, especially at the quarterback position, you see so many schools only take one guy per class – and I don't know how they expect to have competition in the room if you're only taking one guy per class, right? Are like, you adding Danny Kalen and Anthony Rizak? Uh, I would like to. I would like them to add Anthony Rizak and along with Danny Kalen um, because they're, they're different guys, right? They're different guys in their skill sets. They're different guys in their, in their mentality and their mindsets. And listen, I don't know which, if either of them, are going to be successful at the next level. But... I think when you have a variety of skill sets and personalities in a room, you're most likely to get the best out of everyone. Mm -hmm. So you're most likely to get the best version for you on the football field, regardless of who that is, right? Um, Obviously, Danny Kalen has a skill set that not just Nebraska, but a lot of schools found attractive. Um, Obviously, Anthony Rizak has not had the same recruiting um, like hype and success that Danny Kalen had, but I still think he has things 
that he brings to the table that could be really valuable to a Power 5 quarterback room. And a lot of those things differ from what Kalen brings to the table. So bring those guys together and see which one rises to the top. That's all I'm looking for, mm-hmm. whether it's with the recruiting class or the current group. So I appreciate the mindset that, that Coach Rule kind of played out there with the quarterback competition because I genuinely do believe he'll put the guy out there that he give, thinks he gives him the best chance to win. And at least for today, I guess that's Heiner Carver. <laughs> we'll see what tomorrow brings. You don't know, but I do think it is – it is a good sign to hear coach say, "Hey, we have three quarterbacks that we can win with." I mean, man, that's and that's I think a lot he of competition. I I think so too. I don't think he would say it if he no. if he really didn't mean it or truly believe that. And again, back to his comment that Chuba, you know, Chuba might have been out there. Yeah, was ahead of Heinrich. Yeah, and doing yeah. the same thing. I thought that was interesting too. Whether uh, how literally he meant that statement, we don't know. Maybe he was doing hypotheticals of, oh, if if it was Heinrich that was hurt, it would have been Chuba. I mean. You just can't take everything too literally sometimes mm-hmm. in those press conferences. Obviously, he's saying a lot of things, but... Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I, I, I think so. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Well, Andy's talking to... I think he's talking to Chubba there, too. Yeah. I think he's reminding him, like, hey, you're still part it, of this. It could have been you kind yeah. of thing. It could have been you. It could still be you. Yeah. Right? And it's like going into recruiting, that is huge because rules obviously open to having more than one quarterback and putting mm-hmm. stock in more than one guy so I mean imagine being a, you know let's say an Anthony Rezac and saying hey maybe coach rule would be um would be willing to have two QBs from Nebraska in that room competing against one another Absolutely. because you can earn your spot every week and it'll give you a fair shake right like you'll, that's get, all... you'll get a fair shake and you maybe you don't want to start a different quarterback every week I don't think any offensive no. coordinator or play caller would enjoy that but I think it's it's a fair shot and it's a fair opportunity and in this day and age of the transfer portal and the injuries crazy injury bug that even Nebraska seen you just never know yeah and I think if you're passionate about being at Nebraska or you're passionate about staying in your state and playing I think there's always opportunity for more than one quarterback in a class and Again, to your point, Ravi, I think competition does breed the best version of yourself because if you're not internally competing and externally competing, then who are you trying to improve, right? Like yeah. Who are you doing this for, right? Is If it's not for yourself, then at least it's against another person that you know could have your job. Well, and I, I'm convinced that one of the problems in Nebraska's, uh, in Nebraska's quarterback room for the last several years, I mean, you could probably go back a decade and a half, honestly, is that there hasn't been consistent competition in that room. There's been one clear guy yeah. and a huge drop-off to the next person. Right. Right. And we've sort of seen some other guys, whether it was Luke McCaffrey when Adrian Martinez got hurt or, you know, you want to go all the way back to, like, Tommy Armstrong and Ron Kellogg. Like, you would see – Tanner you know, Lee. Yeah, you see Tanner Lee, and, and then you've got, you know, Logan Smothers plays a little bit here and there. And it, so you've got these little glimpses, but they were pretty clear – that the second guy was not in the neighborhood right. of the first guy for the most part. And when you got a glimpse of Heinrich Harburg, you're like, oh, that's not, that's not I, I don't know that there's a visible drop off between mm-hmm. him and Jeff Sims. You can make an argument that there's things Harburg does better than Sims. And, and I think I would make that argument. But I think that's one of the things that has plagued Nebraska football is not having competition in, at their quarterback on their quarterback depth chart. And so I think that's something you have to active. That's not going to happen on accident, right? You have to actively go out 
and try and create competition right. in that room by the way you recruit, whether it's in the transfer portal, whether it's in the high school ranks, whatever it is. Yeah. If it's not Anthony Rezac, fine, right? Like, I think he's going to get his offer from somewhere, whether it's Nebraska or whoever else. Like, For sure. That's fine. But I do think you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket for a quarterback per class. I think you should continually try and get competition in that room. And if guys don't want to deal with that competition, they're probably not the right guy. Exactly. Like, I just – I don't know any high-level athlete worth their salt that is afraid of competition or that isn't confident that he'll win the competition. Mm-hmm. And with the transfer portal the way it is now, it is a lower-stakes gamble than it's ever been because you don't have to waste a year if you lose that competition. You just move on. Right. It's not like you have to sit out a year and waste a redshirt or anything like that. So I, I would love to – I like that there's competition in the room today. I would love to see – competition in the room moving forward as they recruit but I do want to get to the question that Ryan asked on Twitter um, that you kind of alluded to last segment of how much do you think the defense's performance in practice impacted the way the quarterbacks were evaluated because this has been a very good defense so far this year but not taking the ball over a ton or turning the ball over a ton from the opponents do you think that maybe gave the coaching staff a false sense of what Jeff Sims was and how much he had maybe improved in taking care of the football? I think so. I think there's definitely merit there in the fact that the defense probably and wasn't creating many turnovers during practice because you don't get a true evaluation of of um, how he takes care of the ball. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's been very important and been the main factor in a lot of these losses. Um, but I think I, I, it's it's tough to say because if you're day in and day out with the defense, I still think you're getting to see a true version of that quarterback, obviously against that same defense. So you're getting the same test every single day. Mm-hmm. And maybe Jeff Sims just really figured out that Nebraska defense and, sure. and um, used his athletic ability to, to prove that every day. Um, but I think there is some merit to that in, in how the decision was made at quarterback. But – I mean, honestly, if if you're thinking back to the very first days after Matt Rule was hired and then bringing in Jeff Sims as a transfer, honestly, there was never a doubt in my mind that he was going to be QB1. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, that, that's totally fair as well. I think we're not thinking about the mindset of not only fans but media members, and I think the coaching staff themselves I can't speak on their behalf, obviously, but Matt Rule went out and got Jeff Sims sure. to be quarterback number one, and I think that... And he let Casey Thompson go. Right. Yeah. And from there on, it's confirmation bias, right? Right. You're seeing what you want to see in practice, and you went out there, you put your yourself on the line to get this quarterback mm-hmm. and put your trust in him, and there was plenty of other options, right, in the portal that he could have gotten, could have went, but he saw something in Jeff Sims mm-hmm. that other people didn't see and that um, he felt would be the right fit at Nebraska. I still think he would have started whoever was going to give them the best chance to win week one, but I think there was a lot of weight put on Jeff Sims coming into the program, and at least for me, there was it, it was more so, hey, who did Matt Rule go out and recruit to bring in as QB1? Sure. Whatever Nebraska had in that quarterback room wasn't good enough, Sure, was the vibe I felt. Well, and you've got, you know, obviously you see it in the NFL when somebody drafts a quarterback, you see it in college and somebody recruits a quarterback there's a there's an obvious bias towards the guy that you picked right 100 percent. and whether that's 
conscious, subconscious, whatever. Um, it's just a thing that happens, and, it, and it's a natural. You know, it's natural. Um, I, I will give him credit for reevaluating so quickly, um, but I, I also think it's interesting. I wonder if Jeff Sims had a better idea of how to handle that defense because he'd played Tony White at Syracuse. Yeah. With Georgia Tech, like mm-hmm. that's. I just am curious how much that factored into the way we th- the way they thought about Jeff Sims going into the season. Uh, coming up next, we've got Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. We will continue our chat with Husker football here on Herd Out Sports Radio.